Hi, my name is Retainer Nyamada and welcome to another exciting episode of In My 20s. In my 20s. So what I found very interesting about life is that people like to box you and categorize you into prisms that they can understand. But today is all about names. It's about your name, identity and meaning. And we're going to be chatting about all of this with my very first male guest. And here he is. Hi, I'm Masi Tonsi. I am 27. I am a PR specialist. Um, I currently work as a group um, PR manager for Henley and Partners. I look after the brand um, globally. I am a black guy living in Cape Town. I'm gay. I, I love fitness. I love running. I love reading. I'm into travel, seeing the world, and um, yeah, just being around the people that I love. Now, in every episode of the In My Twenties podcast, there are these phenomenal mind moments or gem moments, and this is just one of them. One thing that I can tell you, Shane, about the whole concept of coming out is that sometimes it will make you feel stupid because okay. people around you have, like, you have known. Okay. So you will see that it's, it's, it's no surprise. To, so to an extent that I actually don't believe in coming out, I believe in, in, in just a realization that this is why I'm mm. this is where I'm at. The In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections. In the first section, we'll hear a little bit about Massey's career journey. In the second section, we'll be chatting about today's topic, which is all about names and identity and owning who you are. And rounding up all three sections, we'll be chatting about what it's like to be in your 20s and some advice for people who are a little bit stressed out. Let's get straight into it. Tell us a little bit about your career, your career journey. So starting from varsity, what you studied yeah. at 16 yeah, up until now where you are in your yeah. career. Cool. So I first like. I did 11 years of school, so I didn't do 12. So, like, I did two grades in one year, and then, so, did that, and then I left school, then went to varsity, then I did financial planning, mm -hmm. and then after that, I knew it wasn't for me, and then I moved to Cape Town. I worked in publishing mm -hmm. at first, and then I was a marketing assistant, and getting a shit salary and I always tell the story mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm always on some I think my years of actually starting out with the toughest years ever mm -hmm. I could have quit okay why and I could have left like one I didn't have a place to stay so mm -hmm. I had to stay with friends um and I remember like imagine you're earning four grand mm -hmm. and you must pay rent buy food clothes to go to because you need on to four grand and um transport as well because obviously you can't afford anywhere mm. like, like like you can't afford to live in the city one of the years i had to stay with my friend like we shared a room mm. like <laughs> that's how hectic it was yeah, so. and then there were like other four people in the house too like we didn't even have a lounge mm. so like for the longest time i didn't want to have people over at my mm. house because i'd be like oh dude like there's no space yeah so it would only be my close friends and mm. that will come in and appreciate Chilling there and sitting on there, like, mm. oh, and they get it, they yeah, get what it's like to floor. live yes. in this season. Yeah, none of us actually, we, we all had um dreams and aspirations, but none of us were making it. Mm. First time I worked with a global brand, it was an international recruitment agency. That's when I fell in love with PR. Mm. So then I wrote to this other lady that had her own um PR agency, mm. and then I was like, Yo, listen, I'm looking for experience 
in this sort of PR. Mm. Um, can't leave my job because now at least I'm up from the four thousand rands that I was telling you about, mm. so I can afford to pay rent, send money home, and then straight after that I was like, okay, cool, I like this. So and then my previous job had an opening for a PR intern, wow. unpaid internship. I don't think anyone else in South Africa has actually worked on the brands. What what brands did you work on? I've launched two Bentleys in my life. I have launched a Lamborghini. I've launched about two Ferraris. Wow. So those are like the car brands that I've worked with. I I worked on two yachting clients. One is a very high end. It's um. Boating World, and then the other one was Leopard Catamarans. So they deal with catamarans. So it's like two different types of yachts. Wow. Um, I don't even know anything you just said now. Exactly. I not even English. <laughs> and I launched um, an international bank vault, like our first wow. vault that is open to just people that have money. Wow. And um, I've launched a supaka club because you know how the wealthy are. <laughs> the wealthy are different. Yes. They speak different yes. too. <laughs> um, and then so the, the those are one of the things. But my core brands that I can say I've consistently worked on for four years was the um, Verve Clicquot Masters Polo. Mm. And I can say I safely took it and it was a very white event. Mm. And I turned it into uh, like a very accommodating I don't want to say accommodating but let me say diverse actually mm. I made it diverse because mm. I don't think black people should be accommodated anyway mm. and the moment you feel like people are accommodating you need to walk out mm. you know what I'm saying so mm. like I, I just made it very diverse and then <laughs> I worked on G-Star Raw mm. I worked on Belvedere Vodka I worked on um, Glenn Morangi and I worked on Hugo Boss so you essentially are the quintessential like fancy luxury man. Like you can talk luxury. That's I what can. I'm saying. Like you. Yeah. I, can, I, <laughs> I love how you said it with a smile. No, I, can. I can. Next question, please, Nintendo. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Even this laugh is a it's it's a luxury. And I'm, I'm how, where did you learn your Where did you learn your laugh? It's that luxury laugh of yours. <laughs> And so, Messi, where are you now in your career? Like, where are you? You spent four years at that place. Where are you working at the moment? I am. I am working with a with a global luxury brand, and I'm actually responsible for positioning it globally in mm. terms of PR. And um, when my boss and I chat about it, feel like uh, and she always says, "You have a great gig," because no one else in South Africa has what I have. And so, Massey, you've mentioned something very interesting yeah. earlier. You were just like, your name is not actually Massey. Mm. So, what is your name for it's, Real Reels? It's actually a very interesting story. It's um, So, my, my full name is Massey Dumise, right? Mm-hmm. And no, my parents are not singers of England doing Christ Ambassadors or any of the gospel groups. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so basically, um, my parents, after getting married, they couldn't have kids for... Think about um, 10 years, mm. right? And then, so literally after trying everything, like mm. from traditional um, doctors to, you know, your, your more modern and Western doctors to whatever anyone told them to, to, to church, they couldn't get kids. Okay. But um, yeah, so basically, actually, I think my mom went to church and... Okay. Um, I was a miracle baby. Oh, and wow. Yeah, so after 10 years, they had me. So, wow. hence, I'm soon to be, which means let's praise God. The beautiful thing about yeah. African names in general is the meaning behind it. Like, yeah. my name is Rotendo, which yeah. means we are thankful. Yeah. And it's just like, there is, you know, the story yeah, behind yeah, people's yeah. names. But, so why go by Massey and not your full name? I don't know, actually. I think I was thinking about it the last couple of days, and I was like, you know what, I need to... 
no, I think a few weeks back, and I was like, I, I need to make a decision. Like, am I gonna use my full name or mm. am I fine with just being Masi? But I think Masi was more convenient. Okay. You know, like after varsity, applying for jobs and just like trying to get into the workplace. And Masi Mdunis isn't a bit long, that's one. But also, secondly, actually, I really love my name, you know. Mm. So for, for, for some people, it's very hard to spell or like it's very hard to pronounce. Mm. So then they'll say it wrong. So they'll call me Siam Dumis and I'm like, I'm not mm. bad, you know. They'll call me Masi Dumis and I'm like, nope, it's Masim Dumis. You have mm. to say it like that, mm. the, the right way or not say it. So I think also like I, I, I just got tired of being irritated. So like Masi kind of seemed a little simpler. And like when you say like you obviously had to make it simpler and technically compromising yeah like basically. i think there are some things that you can compromise on and yeah. other things that you can't compromise yeah. on but i think one's name like yeah. that's what you were given by your parents yeah. yeah and it's now you having to alter it because yeah. people don't understand yeah or can't pronounce it properly yeah no it's not even about that you know because mm. I don't think anyone can ever take my name away from me. It's who I am, you know. Like, for example, our country, South Africa, we call it Mzansi, we call it, like, SA, we call it, I don't know, like, everything that we want to call it. it. It doesn't take away from the fact that it is South African. So, okay. me being Masi, Masi is built from Masim to me. So, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, if mm-hmm. probably I changed my name and I, I started calling myself C, mm. for example, then you would say that, like... <laughs> But dude, yeah, because even yeah. when I say Masi, actually, you kind of you're like Masi mm, what? Mm, Masi, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. So my exactly. my nickname is Masi Vanda, okay. uh, which is you know from our totem yeah. Shumba, which is a lion. So yeah. I'm, it's like a lioness. Yeah. And so in my so at home, everyone calls me Masi. <gasps> Can I call you Mufasa? You do. So I know. Oh, it's no. a <laughs> Spot on. Eh? <laughs> it works. <laughs> So it's kind of like for me, the first time I heard your name was Massey, as yeah. they called you Massey. I was like, Masi. I'm Massey. I'm, I'm, I'm Massey Banda, you know? And it's oh. like, I think it was Chimamanda who said, like, if you, like, growing up when she wanted her mother to call her something different, yeah. she said if they can pronounce the Tchaikovsky's and, the, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever, yeah. that they will learn to pronounce your name. And the importance of that is like nowadays we live in an era where there's so many foreign names. Foreign, yeah. We'll learn the Italian, we'll learn the Spanish, yeah. we'll learn the, the most most exotic French, French name yeah. but when it comes down to African names yeah. in its essence it's like mm, a push and pull mm, mm, mm. It, 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 it is right but at the same time I, I don't think we we must be completely closed off from like the idea of, 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 of simplifying things mm. you know what I'm saying like sometimes if it makes things simpler you, you can just let it go point is people were going to pronounce my name wrong Regardless, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. in terms of the workspace, like, currently, like, in Cape Town. So, whether they call me Masi yeah. or Masi to me, so whatever, it, it, it doesn't take away from the fact that they will still... So, I can force them to say, no, so, mm-hmm. like, use my full name. They will come back and still not say it right. And, mm-hmm. and that was, that's actually my problem. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The fact that they are not saying it right. So, yeah. me saying Masi is, is to just make sure that everyone, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, can... Say my name and yeah. they, they they can call me. But the next thing is that people also make shorter versions. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll call me Simdu. Mm-hmm. Some will call me Masim. Some will call me Dumi. And mm-hmm. you know, so like in terms of society and also just South Africa and the world that we live in, we we are people yeah. like that. We give yeah. nicknames. Like people call you Ru. You know what I'm saying? Even though your name is Rutendo, and yes, you still introduce you as Rutendo, but people don't call you Rutendo. Yeah, they call that's you Ru. True. So me saying Masi and you saying Rutendo. 
doesn't mean that people use our names too. Yeah. Coming to name, coming back to names, this is, this is very interesting. Mm. Name and identity. Yeah. So the way that you're saying we should simplify names, for example, yeah. do you feel people need to simplify their identity so that they can adjust to a society that will respect and receive them because of their simplified identity? One, I think it's two different things. Mm -hmm. Like... A name is a component of identity, like it, it makes up identity, but it's not your identity, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I identify as black, for example, I, I identify as male, gay, massy, etc. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. it's part of the list. So, mm -hmm. that's one. Um, and so, secondly, I say no, I don't think people should um, simplify their identity. Um, but so touching on identity, we can chat about it if you're comfortable chatting about it yeah. or not. Um, being, you mentioned being black and yeah. being gay, yeah. um, which is a big part of your identity. Yeah. Do you see that as the same way you see your name as a part of who you are or is that, is your, as a big part of your identity embedded in the fact that you're gay? No, I am assumed to me said before I'm gay. Mm. There's nothing different about me. Mm. All it's saying is that I'm also just into guys and that's it. Mm. So it's it's not really like a big thing. It's just who I date. Okay. You know, it's 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 like for me it's that like I think I'd be stylish even if I was straight. You mm. know, I think I'd have the same gestures even yeah. if I I, I I speak the same way like throughout. And hence, I, I always say I'm always myself because mm. for me, this is me. This is who I am. Mm. And I don't think my sexuality has anything to do with it. You know, some other people may view it differently, but for me, it's not. My mm. sexuality means I date men only. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you ladies who are out there thinking if there was hope, there is absolutely no hope out there. <laughs> Um, and then how did you how did you come out as being gay? Because I've heard multiple of my friend yeah. stories and it's always very like interesting. So yeah. how did you how did you come out and who did you come out to? I've always known, right? Like I'm one of those people I, I love reading and researching. So if I don't understand how to do something, I'll Google or watch mm -hmm. a video on you on like on YouTube or something so that I can know how to. So I'm like that. If there's something that I don't understand, so if I'm like uh, for two or three nights in the row I was sweating the whole night mm. then I'll google what okay. does it mean you know what I'm saying does it mm. mean I train too hard mm -hmm. like like what is it saying yes because you can die from heart attacks yeah. like, from training yeah. so you, you're overheating and don't even realize so I'm one of those people I love learning like mm -hmm. I, I just wanna know you know mm. so and I remember like in in, in, in in metric which is one of the reasons why I got good grades there was a guy that I had a crush on and I think he was, so he was in varsity and I was still in high school. Uh -huh. So like every day I would go to the library to just go and like study and mm -hmm. so that I can see him, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And constant. But I didn't understand. Okay. So I thought for me, like I liked his hair and I liked his swag and, and, and cause wow. you can imagine I'm matriculated at 16. So mm -hmm. still very young. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 15, first semester, 16, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> to touch yeah. on that. Why? And it happened to another guy. And then he actually told me, then he said, he likes me. So I was like, so this is normal. Okay. Do you get it? So this, so this he is had feelings that, for you and came yes. to you and said, and I also felt uh, some How did you react to that though? Because if you didn't, I was like, stop it, I like it. Really? Yes. I didn't but you didn't know, it. did you know what was, like, did you, had you... I've kissed boys before that. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I kind of <laughs> knew that 
somewhere somehow okay. but then the worst part about that the male species or like men generally is that they can influence what they want you to think they'll make it seem like oh no man there's nothing wrong with you you can like girls you know okay. what i'm saying like from because generally i don't think they understand things okay like, I, I, I could get dragged i don't mm-hmm. but generally men it takes a while for them to grasp certain concepts so uh, no, no 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 i can agree with you hundred <laughs> percent. i've been hinting for a long time about liking someone it takes you forever to realize and by the time you come around i'm done if as you it's were. not like necessarily around them or affecting them mm. like men can never walk in other people's shoes it was it wasn't anything like mm. growing up like i had even to this day i still have straight close friends mm. you know so like i just grew around straight people even the girls would be like no you're not gay okay da, da, da. did you ever date any girls i didn't okay. i've kissed girls though okay but only my friends it's the weirdest thing okay like, wingsman vibes okay one thing that i can tell you shane about the whole concept of coming out is that sometimes it will make you feel stupid because okay. people around you have like you've known Okay. So you will see that it's, it's, it's no surprise. To, to, so to an extent that I actually don't believe in coming out. I believe in, in, in just a realization that this is who I am mm. and this is where I'm at. So for me, I think it's all about the realization. So it's you confirming mm-hmm. the realization more than you coming out. Mm. Do you, so so that's, that, that's what I think. So I confirmed it. I didn't come out because it was no surprise. Like no okay. one was surprised. Okay. One of my friends was very nice about it. And then, so she, she told me, she told me, and then she was like, I love Tosa. Mm-hmm. She was like, I think. So Meaning? think about it. Okay. So she told me, and she's like, I, I really think you need to just be honest with yourself, you know? And she knew me from high school, mm-hmm. right? And then she knew the sort of person that I was in high school. And I remember when I met her, like the first time, and then we were, we were talking, we, we did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. then she asked me if I'm gay, and I said no, and then she's like, that's a bummer. Because I've always wanted, like, a, a, <gasps> some new kids also. So I'm <laughs> that's like, a bummer, I've always you... wanted a gay yeah, friend, now we can't be friends no, anymore. Shame. And <laughs> yeah. also, like, no one was woke mm. back then. Like, okay, anyway, everyone was still sleeping. Yes, great, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I always wanted to So I couldn't that. even be woke about it. Because okay. right now I'd be like, ha. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. but anyways. Okay. And then so she saw me a couple of years later. And I was so unhappy. Mm. Only like now that I realize, and yeah. then she was like, "You are holding yourself back, you know, and you need to." So we can all see, babes. She planted the seed, and then I, I, I took my time to think about it, and I was like, "Cause, cause sometimes you, you just need someone to tell you that this is normal." You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's all you need. That's actually what she brought to mm. the table. Like, she normalized the concept. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She made it so normal that I felt stupid. Okay. For living like that. Because that, 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 that. I think I was second or third year. Okay. The 18 years of my life. Like, and, and mm. I think ever since. What's, what's very interesting is when you said that everyone else knew around you. Mm. You could see it. I have seen it with some of my friends yeah. um, through different series of my life. So some in high school, more so in varsity, yeah. where even at varsity, where things are kind of experimental. Yeah. So you're trying to figure yourself yeah. out as well as past. Yeah. Um, but I know some guys who at varsity would be gay mm-hmm. and then they would go home and they have a girlfriend and yeah. they're straight. And because you you don't explore, understand yeah. that, yeah. you... Fortunately for you, like, did you never had to lead that double life? Uh, no. 
So at home, also, how did you come out at home? Oh. But I didn't make it about them. I, okay. I'm just myself. Okay. And so I say he. Oh, so, so, so explain how you say so, so I didn't sit anyone down to say whatever. Mm. You know, but I don't say she when I'm referring to my partner. I say he. Mm. Do, do you get it? Because... Yeah. Like I said, when she said, we all said, I knew about everyone can see Even it. your family. Yeah. And they were just and, waiting. And, and exactly. And, 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 and sometimes I think that's why people make it like, it's different from, for, for everyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not blind to the fact that there's some families that actually make it about them. But you need to realize that it's not about anyone. You know, and, and, and I think that's also what drove me to actually become independent, like, like at a very young age and like push you know, how to push my career so that if ever, like, any of my family members would reject me, it's, 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 it's nothing. I can mm. still be a person. For me, what's fascinating is, I think because I've been discriminated against mm-hmm. in my life, yeah. I look at anyone who's discriminated for whatever mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. and immediately, even if I... Don't know what it's like to feel That's to be you. I, I know what make. it's like yes. to be discriminated, and therefore I'm like, I want to have the conversation yeah. with you. I want to understand. I don't yes. want to judge you just yes. by looking at you, going, you know, this exactly. is what it is. And that, that, so there's a reason why there's black, white, mm. left, right, mm-hmm. and the so <laughs> the words that I forgot was good or bad. Mm. Do you get it? So the moment you understand that there's bad things, bad people, mm. it's easy to navigate because then you can see the characteristics of bad, mm. and then you'll always try to go back to good. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is that the moment that I understand that there's gonna be people that are homophobic, mm-hmm. God forbid, they don't like like touch you physically or whatever. But w- when you see homophobia. It's easy for you to say that, okay, cool, I see that this is something that is wrong. Mm-hmm. If it's a situation where you can address it mm. and deal with it, you address it. You know what I'm saying? If it's a situation where you need to walk away, you walk away, mm-hmm. you know? But you must always remember there's always the good part. But I hear you on that, but also there are people who think that the good place mm-hmm. is to not be gay. And the good place is to not have refugees. And the good mm-hmm. place is... Things that so it's also your mental state yeah, of mind. Exactly, but also if you are like, you will know once again, black or white. Yeah, but it, but it has to be you as a person. But because they are, they're still racists in the world. They're still very homophobic yes. people in the world, and for them, that frame of mind is, is good. Is good, yes. So it's like for the person who <laughs> I want to oh, say, the, oh, you know what I, I mean, like the like, normal yes. person. So you must, yeah. yeah. So get get your state of mind to understand good or bad. Mm. And I some th- people, some that's, people will that, never that's be what, there. That, that's, that's what why, I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's why there is. Yeah, and that's what we must also push. You know what I'm saying? Because I think sometimes we focus so much on trying to correct the negative. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. But you need to also tell the people that are victims that there is the good place for you. Mm-hmm. But we'll, so, like, in terms of racism, yeah. the stories will be about the person that was racist. Mm-hmm. Like, how much, said, like, they were sentenced for this much, this is what they said, this is da 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 But there's no one that's coming to black people to say, how do you go back? How do you go back to, to, to being confident around mm-hmm. white people? Mm-hmm. How do you go back to being confident with being black? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the good place that I'm talking about. That as much as we we, we need to address the issues, Mm. but we also need to nourish this good side. Mm. You know, so we we, we need a a, a thing. Mm. If there's an article that says that there was a racist person, then 
there needs to be a follow up to selling black people that this is how you must feel good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So go to the beach mm. if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, don't feel like you being at the ocean is actually making it. Because at the end of the day, we are less scarred. And hence, people, it's, it's so hard. Same for gay people, for mm. example. Like, people will say, yada, yada, and then people will focus on the people that are homophobic. But what are you saying to gay people? Mm. How can they get back to a place that, okay, cool, you've scarred me, but how do I, you know, get back? I- Um, while you were speaking, I had a brain fart. I like to call it a, a mind moment or a gem <laughs> moment, but whatevs. <laughs> it's, it's a brain fart. It's like, then what makes you who you are? If you don't define yourself by, in your world, by your name, by your sexual preferences, mm. by your race, by your gender, by where you stay or who you are. If someone just were to say, who are you? Mm. I think that's, it's like, how do you, because all of those aspects kind of box you into places that people can understand you, but who are you? Yeah. One thing that I can tell you is that when you are alive, there's drips and drips and drips and drips of, 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 of who you are so that people can understand you in those different stages. Mm. But I can never tell you who I am. Mm. because it's not done like my problems when I'm 30 are going to be different Mm. you know what I'm saying my dreams, aspirations or problems, challenges etc it's different and and I'll find a new definition in primary I knew how to sing like hence I always say how I was different Mm -hmm. so if you look at my primary school pictures I was in the school choir I was the only boy that sang soprano Mm. and that sang like soloist and even in in the main choir I was was soprano whatever but that was me then. Mm. To now, I can't even chalk and sing trap. <laughs> You're my trap queen, yeah. and I hit the <laughs> you know So <laughs> I know imagine that's if, if, if I like, define myself as that, and then yeah. now I don't know how to sing. My voice breaks. Mm. I would have lost my identity. So yeah. that's why I'm saying, like, I, I can never say identities about this or whatever, but. You get it along I've the way. I've got the mind moment. Mm. Because you're continuously growing, you are never who you were even two seconds ago. You're a completely different person. And that's why even looking back at your life yeah. to say 10 years ago or yeah. 20 years ago or five years ago, yeah. you are not the same person. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and like to, to even prove that or to add to what you're saying, it's like when you are in high school, mm. you are into the cutest guy. Mm. You get to varsity. It's about what Cos is doing. Mm-hmm. You leave varsity. It's about what is he doing, mm. and then it gets better now. Like what position is he in? What does he own? What does he have? You know and years, because mm. you, you're looking for different things. Mm. Like friendship to you when you were in primary or high school, men sharing lunch, mm. men writing each other um, love le- like mm. love letters, like like it, it meant this, and then now it means we can have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? It means mm. that we can go for four months without talking, but when yeah. we see each other, we can talk without any yeah. secrets and you won't feel like yeah. there's anything. Like, yeah. you, you know, so friendship means like something different. I, I, I don't remember whose quote this is, but yeah. it's one of my favorite quotes. It's, we're not humans on earth having a spiritual experience. Yeah. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Exactly. And that is like... Boom. Like, if there is a mind moment, I think that's it because we're souls, we're spirits. Yeah. Going, feeling, crying, exploring, experiencing, yeah. walking, talking. We're, we're living, we're humaning. But also, I think what we forget is that we live with other souls. 
having a human experience as well. But like, that's why men are so fucky. Oh, why? Because they're not really human. No, they are. Oh, but I just don't. I don't understand get men. men. <laughs> <laughs> So you have had a very interesting background. You've worked for incredible luxury brands. You are doing incredibly well for yourself. You've been featured in GQ. You're one <laughs> of those it guys to look out for, if you know what I mean. Um, but tell me about being 27. What has your experience of being a 20-something-year-old been, if you could summarize your experience? It has made me realize some of the things that... I are important to me now and that can be important to me in the future. That is um, point one. And second point is that life is not perfect. You mm. know, like you can do everything to, to, to better it and, and but like something will always lack, mm. you know, and and I think that's why people have a crisis, whether mm. it's a midlife crisis or it's a cut life, it's a cut of life because Somewhere, somehow, it's like, okay, cool. Imagine running with only your left leg and then your right leg is left behind. You know what I'm saying? That's, uh, that's when I think the crisis comes because you're like, mm-hmm, like, <laughs> it's been, <laughs> I've been going <laughs> for, like, five kilometers and then mm. my right leg is still on the fourth kilometer, but my left is here. Imagine that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what a crisis is. Is it kind of like parts of your life moving forward and some staying and behind? Some, like, yeah. they're not growing at the yeah. same time. Because there's no ways your entire life can be stagnant. And then, how, did you ever experience the quarter life crisis? And if you have or had, um, what was that like for you? I still do. Mm-hmm. It comes from ambition. Like, I don't think I'm where I should be Okay. right now. And I don't think I am. Like, yes, it was exciting for me when I made, when I became an account director at 26. And there was it, like, I could influence the brands that I've just told you that I've worked on, like, from that age. And I think with years, etc., like, like the, 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 the more career advanced you become, the bigger the ambition. So why do you feel, and I get the ambitious yeah, part, yeah, yeah. but it's like you're saying right now about like the running with the left and the right leg. Yeah. Do you not feel like there are certain things that you need to learn in the season where you are before you can advance to where you want to be? Or you just want to get to where you want to be quicker? I think there's things that I can learn, but also I think I've only learned that now. Okay, so Massey, what advice do you have for the super ambitious person who is probably achieving more than what they think they're actually mm. doing. Like they think they're, but also our levels are different. Yeah. It's just like for a time in your life where you're feeling like you're failing, but you're super ambitious, but yeah. you're doing everything and you feel like you're burning out yeah. or you're on the brink of burning out. What should you do? Reward yourself. Take yourself away. Mm. That's when you need to go to a spa. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what reward means to you, you know, because for some people, reward could be KFC. Mm-hmm. For some, it could be Primi. For some, mm. it could be 12 Apostles. So in situations like that, you need to make yourself feel good yeah. so that you can actually understand and then you're like, okay, cool. I wouldn't afford this to twice too. Yeah. If I wasn't like, good, good, like if, if I wasn't on track, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I feel like I am doing enough. Mm. But at the same time, I'm pressured because I wanted to achieve certain things at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like wanting to be the in the male and guardian or, or in the Forbes 30 under 30 if you 
get the same things after 30 it doesn't mean you did not do enough mm. do, do, do you understand what i'm saying but it was just the pressure of wanting to do it before you turn 30 yes so when you got them when you turned 30 you didn't mean you didn't do them enough so that's the pressure that i have okay. it's that whole thing of saying i want to achieve it at a certain time you can run a marathon mm. and winning will take a minute mm-hmm. but you're like i will win but i want to break this record so let me do it in 59 seconds there's that thin line so if you feel like you're not doing enough, you need to take yourself out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You need to make yourself feel good so that you can feel like nice. you are enough. So that means that your enough at this point was not just winning. Mm-hmm. It was breaking the record. Wow. Another mind moment. Another one. Messi, thank you so, so, so much for being so authentic and honest and true. I love this. I think I have the best guests in the world on any show right now. Um, your enough is not just finishing the race, it's breaking the record. Guys, we have to applaud that. Like, if you didn't write that down, if that is not on your wall, then what is on your wall, if you know what I'm saying? Um, Mercy, thank you so much for coming on today's show. Thank you for your insight and your input. Um, thank you for being authentic and real and sharing your journey with us. I know it's not always very easy to share your journey especially on a public platform where your opinions and your thoughts could be especially in this day of social media could be taken down but you've just come out i'm coming out and you've been like i want the world to know you know like that was where boom Uh uh okay anyway guys um we will see you next week for another exciting episode of in my 20s please very important don't forget to subscribe share pod subscribe follow us on social media we have really cool highlights now it's so exciting like i'm loving this journey like the whole team is just like exciting also we have 100 followers in on instagram so this weekend if you don't see us a whole team is going somewhere for a celebration we're gonna be like holiday kylie okay anyway guys we will see you next week on your favorite show in my 20s in my 20s in my twenties, how old are you? I am in my twenties. In my twenties. In my twenties. <laughs> okay, bye.